The scripture this morning is from Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10. And Jesus, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was a little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when he saw it, that all murmured, saying that he was gone to the guest to be guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day the salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I want to invite you to pray as we go into the word of the Lord. And I will kneel as you pray, okay? God and Father, thank you for this opportunity, this privilege that you give us to come here to assemble. I am praying for your Holy Spirit to be our guest here today, to lead, to speak, and to help us, Lord, that we may hear your voice and obey. Forgive our sins. Hide me behind the shadow of thy cross, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we read the scripture for this morning, and I am so happy we did Guys, it's a very interesting story. But let me give you a little background about this man, Zacchaeus. And I titled the sermon, you know, Stuck on the Branch. Many caravans pass through Jericho. And when they pass through the city, they will pass with a festive season to the feast but the people were very excited this day because they were told that a man was going to walk the streets. That Galilean rabbi called Jesus, who had so lately brought Lazarus to life. So the news was everywhere, and everybody wanted to know who he was. And Although many knew about the plot that the, the, the Jews and the priests and the Pharisees had to, to kill him, the multitude did not permit this to stop them at all from going to that place where they will see him for themselves. And not only see him, but they will do him homage as the one who Change and transformed the life of so many people. Jericho was one of the cities anciently set apart for the priests. 
So large numbers of priests, you know, lived in this city and resided there. Lots of Roman soldiers lived there as well. And officials, while we find that the collections of customs made it also the home of the publicans. So the chief among the publicans was Zacchaeus, for your information. And he was a Jew. But the thing about Zacchaeus is that he was detested by his countrymen. Nobody wanted to see Zacchaeus. Nobody wanted to see him, as well as the other publicans. His wealth was regarded by the Jews as another name for injustice and also for extortion. And although Zacchaeus was not that bad as they thought he was, Zacchaeus had a heart, a heart that was willing to change and to turn from the life that he was living. So he heard about Jesus. He heard somebody said somewhere that Jesus said that Jesus had said something. And what he heard did not come directly from Jesus. But they told him that John the Baptist said that Jesus said. And this caused, you know, great interest in this man. Let's go with me to Luke before we come back to the chapter where, chapter 19. We go to chapter 3 of the book of Luke. Chapter 3 of the book of Luke. And if you have your Bibles, you turn with me. Luke chapter 3. And we are going to take verses 12 through 13. And it says, Luke 3, 12 through 13. Then tax collectors also came to be baptized. These, they were coming to Jesus himself. To, to John the Baptist himself, sorry. And said to him, teacher, what should we do? And listen what he told them. Verse 13 said, and he said to them, collect no more than what is appointed for you. You are going to take your salary only. You're not going to try to steal what is not yours. So John the Baptist awakened in Zacchaeus and longing for a better life. It starts sinking, you know, in his mind and he tried to understand why he lived this life and what could he do to make a change. But then, as I said, somebody told him Zacchaeus. John the Baptist was just repeating the words of Jesus. So these words coming from Jesus Christ. And he longed to repent. He longed to change his, his wicked way. And Zacchaeus knew the scriptures because he started studying. And he knew the word of God. He knew his practice. He knew the life that he was living. And he was told that there was hope for him. There was hope for John for, for, for Zacchaeus. And the Bible tells us that he decided to start making changes in his life. And I don't know if you, you understand that. When we reach to a point in our lives, when we hear something that we had never heard before, and then we start thinking, you know, huh, if this is what the preacher says, then I should start turning around my life and start living according to the will of God. And so Zacchaeus started to make some changes in his life. 
And he was a man who was devoted and sincere, and he was committed to make these changes. He longed to turn around his life in repentance. Not only in repentance, but reformation. And the Bible, you will find it, the Bible is very clear. He followed his mind. He followed what the Spirit was telling him to do. And I want to tell you something. There is nothing more, you know, interesting in the life of a human being than when you come to that point in your life when you are convicted of sin and you decide to make a change. This is what Zacchaeus did. As Christians, we first hear the word of God. Maybe you went to an evangelistic crusade. Maybe you turn on the radio and you heard the message. Maybe you are driving down the street in the car and you heard the message for the first time. Or you heard a topic that you had never heard before. Or you went on Facebook and you saw somebody preaching. Or YouTube, wherever it is. But you hear the word for the first time and you hear the truth. And immediately you stop and you think, I never heard that before. If the Bible says so, I believe so and I'm going to start doing what the, what the word of God says. So... This is where Zacchaeus was. He was at the point in his life where he was hearing all these things from the John the Baptist coming from Jesus and he wanted to make a change. But you know something, brothers and sisters, how difficult it is for a person who is walking down the way to destruction to turn away from that path. It's difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy for a man who has been accustomed all his life to be doing wrong, to turn around and do what is right. It is difficult. And I want to tell you, a course of wrong can lead to eternal destruction. But a course of wrong can turn into the course of right. It can be turned. He knew the scriptures, as I said, and he was wrong. He had hope in his heart after knowing the truth that he heard, as said John the Baptist repeated, that reformation and transformation was possible for him. I imagine Zacchaeus looking at himself, you know, he would say, me? Can I really change? Can there be a change in my life? Hearing about Jesus, my brothers and sisters, was not enough for Zacchaeus. And I want to tell you something. We may hear the pastor preach. We may hear the elder preach. We may hear anyone preach out there. You may hear it everywhere you go. You may hear your friends come to you and share the word of God. Your parents may preach to you all day. Your friends may tell you the truth all day. But that's not enough. When we come to the point of hearing the truth... There is another step that we need to make in our Christian life. We need to come to meet the truth. And the truth is Jesus Christ. We need to come to meet him. Short statue. You remember, Zacchaeus was a short man. Very short. And he, he found himself in a position where he felt that he wouldn't be able to see him. Because you see, the point is, Zacchaeus only wanted to see the man who said what he said. In the book of Luke, we go back now to chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, and we are going to take verses 1 through 4. 
Zacchaeus, the man. Luke 19, 1-4 says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was what the Bible says? He was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of a short, what? Stature. What a thing, what a thing. And Zacchaeus thought, you know, the best thing for me to do is to climb up on this tree and become just a spectator. One who is going to behold his face. One who is going to just see him, an outsider. I just want to see him. I just need to see what kind of man he is. So he climbed up on the tree. And as Christians, we may be climbing, climbing up on trees today. Spiritually speaking, we climb the, the tree to avoid the pain of looking into Jesus' face directly. We climb the tree to sit on the, lamb, on the, on the limb of, of comfort. I can stay here on this limb, just look at him, and I will be fine. We can climb on the tree to see Christ from a distance and not face to face. We can climb on the tree but you know, all what we are going to see is the crowd. We may not see Jesus. We may stay far from him, but just see him from a distance. And the crowd and the multitude of today that we are seeing in our world, like Zacchaeus did, could be, and I go back, the YouTube sermons, the Facebook messages. Let us mention all the different resources we have out there. You can remember some of them. YouTube. Come on, young people. Which is the other one? You don't remember other resource? Come on, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Which is the other one? You know them all. You know them all. And we go on there and we listen to all these messages that are coming through for the people. For you to hear. But let me tell you something. You can stay stuck right there on that. And you go no farther. And that's a problem. The crowd of messages that we may be hearing. The crowd of messages that may be coming through. But we are just listening. And we are seeing Jesus from afar. And we are not facing him. You know, it may be the crowd of the shepherd rods. I don't know if we have that around here. It may be the crowd of the Pentecostals. It may be the crowd of the Baptists, the Catholics. It may be whatever crowd. We are looking on the crowd, but we are not looking to see Jesus face to face. You know, we, we limit ourselves to hear what they say, and we don't hear what he is saying. Directly unto us. We limit ourselves like Zacchaeus. Just to stay on the branch. To see his face. And Zacchaeus could not just sit there. He reached to a point where. He saw the crowd. And he could see somebody look like Jesus coming. And I want to tell you. Thank God. That Zacchaeus was able to come down. Off that tree real quickly. And meet the man who he wanted to see. You know, many Christians today are fascinated or they are confused with others, you know, what others are saying out there. Because you go here and Brother John says this. Brother John says we're supposed to do this. And I go here and listen to Brother um, Amos and he said something else over here. 
And I go and I listen to, to the elder of the church, and he says something else. He's saying something else. Everybody is saying different things. And I don't know definitely who to believe. I'm hearing my pastor, and he will say things, and I don't know. You know, because when I read the Bible, I'm confused. So we are hearing all these things, and we're listening to them. But we are not really getting it. What's the problem? Let's go to John chapter 4. And I want to take you to a text, a very great example of what it means to come down off the tree and to meet the man of Galilee. John chapter 4, and I'm taking verse 39 to 42. Verse 39 to 42 says, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the who? Of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. Remember the Samaritan woman? You remember her? When Jesus talked to her, Jesus said, Go and get your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, You are right. The man that you are living with right now, that's not even your husband. She said, you know, how come he knows everything about me? And this is the testimony she took with her as she went out to spread the gospel. She told him, hey, I met a man who knew everything. He knows everything that I have done. What type of man is this? And so, verse 40 said, when the Samaritans had come to him, they heard the message. Did they just stay with what she said? No, my brothers and sisters. It says, when they had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. You think Jesus was just hanging out with them? No, he was studying the word. He was leading them to the truth. And let me tell you, verse 41 says, and many more believed because of his own word. But listen now on the beauty in in verse 42. Listen what it says. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Did you get it, church? This woman did her job of introducing the Samaritans to Jesus Christ. But then when she introduced them to him, they had a work to do. They had to go now and meet him for themselves. And this is the same experience that is required from every single Christian that is living on this earth. Every human being, hopefully, will come to that point of reaching out and meeting Jesus. If Zacchaeus did stay on that branch, stuck on that branch, let me tell you something. Jesus would have passed by. And he would not get the chance to meet him face to face. But he obeyed. He would have gone back to his old life. Zacchaeus will continue stealing. He will continue doing all the things that he were accustomed to do. And let me tell you, this is what happened even in the church today. We may go and we, we, we witness to somebody and we, we bring them to the Lord. And we, we teach them the word of God and they come to know the Lord. But then what happened? After a while, after maybe a couple of months, what happened to this brother or this sister? We don't see them anymore. They are gone. Somebody said something about me in the church. Somebody looked at me 
So I always said, you know, I have some students, boy, you know, in the past. I'm talking about some of my students in the past. And they would, they would get so mad just because somebody looked at them. What's the problem? Why are you acting like that? He looked at me. You know, and these things, little things like these will get anyone annoyed and they will leave the faith. No, I just don't, I just don't like the way you worship. I just don't like the songs you sing. I don't like the pastor in the first place. I don't like the sermons. I don't like anything there. So I decide to just stop going to church and I decide to stay home and I'm going to keep church by myself. I'm going to go on on 3ABN and I'm going to keep church at home. I'm going to forget about the church because it does not fill my expectations. This is what happens when we stay on that branch and we don't move from there. It is a problem. Let's go back to Luke chapter 19. Now, and you are going to see something. Luke 19 and verse, verses 5 through 10 tell us something very important that I want us to take with us this morning and always bear it in our minds. Verses 5 onward says, And when Jesus came to the place, praise the Lord for that. The Bible says that he looked up and saw him and said to him, he said to him, what? Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house. What a blessing. What a blessing it was for Zacchaeus to receive the master in his own home. And I want to tell you all something. This is precisely the invitation that Jesus is making to us today as individuals. The fathers and mothers and children. Jesus is knocking right at the door and he's saying, hey, I want to go home with you. Because you see, many times we will come to church and we fellowship and we worship the Lord. But Jesus is not taken home with us. He's not in the home. When he gets to the home, there is a different environment altogether in that house. And Jesus is not accepted. Verse 6 says, So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. My brothers and sisters, when we are invited by Jesus to go home with us, we should not, we should not delay one minute at all to take him home. Now you may ask the question, how can I take home Jesus today? How can I take him home? How did they come to know him? Well, I want to tell you something. If we read the Bible, it tells us that the word became what? Became flesh. Who was that word? Jesus Christ himself. This word here, this word, is, this is what we need to take home with us. We need to take it home and we need to accept it in the home and we need to make sure we are Reading every day the word of God. Zacchaeus was happy because he heard the message, the message of truth. And let me tell you all something. Verse 7 says that when they saw it, they all complained saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Remember I told you at the beginning they hated Zacchaeus for who he was. The lifestyle. He was a, he was a thief. Really? And they hated him. 
But notice something. Zacchaeus went home with Jesus. And, <laughs> and he was, you know, like, this is my day. But now the people were complaining. Why would you go home with a sinner? And I want to tell you all something here today. It doesn't matter right now what condition we may be in. It doesn't matter if, you know, we are going through some tough times in our homes. Jesus is ready to go there. He's ready to enter into the very center of our homes. He wants to be there. He wants to dwell there. Verse 8 says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, 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 I, have, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. This man of God, this, this short man, was not only willing to leave his sinful practice, but he was also ready to make restitution of what he did. He was willing to go back and give to the people what he stole from them. What a blessing when Jesus comes in our home. What a blessing when he steps in the living room. What a blessing when we put the, all the technology one side. Put it apart and let Jesus Christ dwell there. You know, I don't know about you, but I remember back in the days when you would go in every home and you will find that big Bible right in that center table. Do you all remember that? It was right there. It was placed right there. And every day, every day, we will meet Jesus at that table. Every day, we will go through the word of God. And when we listen only on what others say, what they are saying out there, which may be good at times. Not everything that you hear is bad. There are some good things out there, great sermons out there. But when we only listen to what they are saying, but we are not taking him personally, you know, and opening the word of God and knowing him, then we will drop out sooner or later. I guarantee you, sure, you will drop out. You know, we will, we will leave the, and we will go and seek the world. We will leave the faith. We may leave the church. Even though you may know the commandments of God. Even though you, you can recite verses from the Bible. It's not enough, my brothers and sisters. We have to meet him. We have to meet him. We may get tired and weary. But we still have to meet him. We get to know him by coming down from that tree and getting off our comfort zone. Waking up in the morning with the Lord in our hearts and in our minds. Taking the word of God and opening the word of God. Lord, lead me into understanding what you have for me this morning. You know, sadly, but many Christians have left the breaking of the bread to the preacher. Many Christians have done that. Many shepherds have abandoned their jobs in the home. And we will put everything before Jesus. Everything. And we neglect our responsibility to bring in him in the home. Remember, he's looking at you right now and he's saying, hey, it's not enough just to look at me. It's not enough just to hear about me. It's not enough for you to sit on that branch. You need to come down hastily. Because I need to go home and dwell with you and be with you. Notice what the Bereans did. Acts chapter 17. 
The Bereans is the one of the greatest example we find in the New Testament. Acts seventeen ten through eleven says it says um, Acts seventeen ten through eleven. Then the brethren immediately sent Saul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. And the Bible says in verse eleven, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures. How often they searched the scriptures daily. To find out whether these things were so. These people were not playing. You know, the pastor said, why are you doing that? Because the pastor said so. Because the evangelist said so, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Is that the word of God? Is that coming from what thus says the Lord? I want to tell you, many Christians today are, you know, are in this Sinful world, but are confused because we are not going to Jesus himself to talk to him. What a time we are living in. You know, I, I try sometimes just to focus my mind on what the Lord says to me. And I want to encourage you. Let me share with you a, a passage here in the book. Um, the Desire of Ages, page 319 in this, in this um, edition or version, um, 319. And it says the following, very important, talking about Zacchaeus precisely. It says, to Zacchaeus, the Savior said, this day is salvation. Come to this, hope, to this house. Not only was Zacchaeus himself blessed, but all his household with him. Christ went to his home to give him lessons of truth and to instruct his household in the things of the kingdom. They had been shut out from the synagogues by the contempt of rabbis and worshippers. But now, the most favored household in all Jericho, they gather in their home about the divine teacher and heard for themselves the words of life. They were ready to listen. And Zacchaeus' home became a home where prayer and the study of the word of God was essential every day. It is when Christ is received as a personal savior that salvation comes to the soul. Zacchaeus had received Jesus not merely as a passing guest in his home, but as one to abide in the soul temple. Zacchaeus was no more a spectator. But Zacchaeus was one who was involved in the work of God. A participant. The scribes and Pharisees accused him as a sinner. They murmured against Christ for be becoming his guest. But the Lord recognized him as a son of Abraham. For they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the same is for us today, my brothers and sisters. God is ready to save this world. And I want to tell you, he wants to save us. But he cannot save us if we do not permit him to speak to us and to study with us. You know, one of the things that I want to leave with this church this morning is this. Our only safeguard in this world that is getting worse every day. I don't know if you notice that. Our world is getting worse every day. This world is getting worse every day. 
And I need to mention this. This, this country that, which was founded on these Christian or Christ-like values is daily, daily just moving more and more to the left. You notice that. Our world is changing. The country is changing. And, and God is, is speaking to a people who may be living in darkness and don't realize it, that we need to take up the word of God. And I want to encourage the young people this morning. Amen. Young people. Take the word of God with you. Study the word of God. Just as you will grab that phone to search and to chat, take the word of God daily. Read it. Have a little notebook. But before you do that, please, if you can, get on your knees. Get on your knees and pray. And ask the Lord, Lord, I'm going to read the word. I know you want to talk to me now. Like Zacchaeus, you have come to my home, and I want to study with you. Talk to me now as I read the word of God. And I promise you, as you open the word of God, and you pray, he's going to speak to you, and he's going to tell you what he has on his heart for that day. Begin with a chapter. Then maybe you can increase two chapters for the day. Don't rush. Take your time. Take note. Analyze what is it God wants to speak with me, speak to me, because the Bible is very relevant today. It's our guide. And when you go out in the world, when you face the world, the crowd that Zacchaeus saw out there, you're going to need a guide. And if you don't have him, if he's not with you, if he's not in your home, whatever they tell you out there at school, Whatever they tell you at school, whatever you hear on the TV, you want to believe what everybody is believing. Why? Because you have met him. You have met him. And we can be baptized members of this church. We can be in this faith forever. It does not matter. We need to come to know him. To know him. To know him. Let us come down off our trees and let us go home with Jesus Christ. Take him home on Sunday. Take him home on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, Sabbath, every day. Take him home. And as a family as well, take him home. Shepherds that are here this morning. And if you are not even a shepherd in the home, the shepherd is missing. Guess what? The under-shepherd must take her responsibility. But it's your responsibility because, as I said, our world is getting worse. We hear of rumors of wars and, and we hear about pestilence and we live it, right? Things are not looking good. And I want to tell you, Babylon is ramping up and getting ready for all this confusion to deceive as many as he can deceive. But the only if we are in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are getting to know him. We will be able to discern and say, you know what? That's not from God. I'm not going that way. You know what? This is from the Lord. This is true. Why? Because Jesus told me so. He told me. This morning, as I opened his word and I spoke to him, he told me, so I know it's truth. I want to share with you all just a couple of testimonies, real quickly. 
A couple of years ago, I was still not married. I would say a couple of years, that's a long time, right? <laughs> and I reached to my mom's home after the AY um, meeting. I was the youth leader then. And while I was there, my wife called me. The phone rang, and I picked up the phone, and it was her on the phone. She said, um, you know, that time I was married, yeah. That was, this one I was married. I was married, yeah. She said to me, <laughs> let me give the one when I was married before, yeah. <laughs> she said to me, hey, there are two guests here waiting on you. I don't know them, but they are here. They came asking for you. Okay, I went to the house and I found two, a couple that I had never met before. I said, but who are you? They said, we are Seventh-day Adventists. I said, oh, Seventh-day Adventists, okay. But I was like wondering, what's the visit all about? And just to let you know, back home, we don't announce when we're going to visit. We just show up. <laughs> so I sat with them, and we had a long discussion. Going through the word of God and the spirit of prophecy, back and forth. And to make a long story short, this lasted like maybe one year and a half. They would even go to my job and, and sit with me during my break. And we were going through the Bible. And I'm, I'm telling you, some beautiful and wonderful truths that I found in the word of God for myself. And I discussed with them, but there were once in a while some things that will come out and I would say, but huh, I don't remember reading that in the word of God. And I would say, hey, we need to break this down. Or we, we, I, I'm not getting this. Where did you get that from? I don't find it in the word. And, and they will give me a whole bunch of explanation. And I will continue, you know, asking the question, but what Seventh-day Adventist church do you belong to? Never got a response for more than a year on that question. I want to tell you all, one day I told him, I said, you know what, I think it's, it's enough now that we, we end these studies. What do you think? And he was like, well, you have to make up your mind. I said, for what? He said, let me tell you something. We are members of the Reformed Seventh-day Adventist Church. And um, we come here because we know that you, the Spirit sent us to you, and you are ready to leave Babylon. I said, where is Babylon? He said, Babylon is the church. I said, where do you find that in the Word of God? Where do you find that? And you know, it, I mean, we were getting very, <laughs> I, was, I started to sweat now. I said, the Bible never tells us that, the Spirit of prophecy tell you the opposite. Do not call God's church Babylon. So where do you get that from? And he tried to explain, but there was no way he could, he could convince me on that point. And then he said to me, okay, we are going to part. I said, well, okay, my brother. Um, if we don't meet each other again, I hope we will meet each other in heaven. He said, no, I'm not. You're not going to meet me in heaven. I said, what? I'm, so what? He said, you're not going to heaven. 
And he told me I was not going to make it to heaven because I would not leave Babylon. And from that, you know, I start thinking, I said, no, this is not truth. You said a lot of beautiful things, but this is not the word of God. And I realized, you know, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and he was showing me, hey, stick to the word. Stick to the word, because if you don't stick to the word, it, it may look real and it may look good. But it's not the word of God. It's not the word of God. And, and another experience I had, this one though is before I got married. I used to work in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they would go around and knock at the doors. And, and I, I would never reject, I would never turn them down. I would stand, you know, and listen to them. And this lady, she could hardly make it, but she was fighting to get out and witness. And I accepted her, and believe me, we were there for more than a year studying with her. And I sat with her. The first thing he told, she told me, she said, Will, she said, you can't use that book you have. You have to use this one I have. I opened her book. I said, no, I'm going to use my book, the Word of God. You can use your Bible. Why don't we use my Bible? So we, we, we came to understand, well, then, you use your Bible, I use my Bible. But, you know, it went on and on and on. And, you know, what? The point is, I did not tell her that I was a Seventh-day Adventist for more than a year. And I knew she was a Jehovah Witness. So she took out her little... Um, like a little um, book with some pictures and she showed me a picture where like Adam was cooking a lamb roasting the lamb to eat and I said to her who is that? Is that Adam? She said that's Adam. I said and when that happened now? She said that happened right after creation. As God finished creating Adam and Eve, he put them out there and told them to go and eat the lamb. They could eat the lamb and eat. I said, but sister, that doesn't make sense. Because when I read the Bible, when I read Genesis, I don't find where any shedding of blood occurred before sin. And for them to kill the lamb, they had to shed blood, right? She said, well, I don't know, Will. I said, no, what, what you are telling me right here does not make sense. And she said, you know what, Will, this is the, the person. She said, I'm going to go and consult the representative of the chosen. You know, they talk about the chosen. And then I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to explain to you that passage. I said, okay, go and do what you have to do. She came back the following Monday and she came and she was ready to go into the study. But then I said to her, but wait, 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 wait. We have something we have to clear up here today. Remember Adam and the, and the lamb? And the, she said, oh, well, you know what? I still can't get that. I really don't. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I can't help with that one. I said, sis, it's not in the word of God. If it's not in the word of God, it's false. That's not Bible. So what you, 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 you may be so, you know, committed to teaching these things, but it's not the word of God. And I insist on, on this, brothers and sisters, we have to take Jesus home. 
We have to take him in our home, in our lives every day. It's not only on Sabbath. Every day. Because the devil is going to send his people to us. And the Bible tells us that he is able to transform himself into what? An angel of light. That will deceive you. If you are not taking him seriously. In his holy word. And I finish with this one now. Because he comes in different ways, you know. I was going home, my wife and I, and I, we had to stop at Walmart real quickly to pick up something. So I parked in the, in the you know, parked the car, and she stayed in the car. I walked into Walmart. And as I walked to the Walmart and was going out to the shelf to get what I needed real quickly, I saw a woman sitting, you know, where you, sometimes they have some places where you can sit. She was sitting there, and as she saw me, she got up and she came directly to me. And she said these words to me. She said, I have been praying for a husband for a long time. And the Lord just showed me that you are the man. And I look at her and I said, what are you talking about? She said, yeah, the Lord just showed me that you are the husband that I need. I said, well, let me tell you something. My wife is out there in the car waiting on me. And she said, okay, you can keep your wife. But we can still have a good time. And I knew this was the devil himself. Very attractive, beautiful woman. But this was the work of the devil. Is that the word of God? Is that what the word of God tells me? Let me tell you, if I was not standing on the word of God, if I was not taking Jesus with me every day at home, I would say, yeah, why not? Let's go have fun. But let me tell you something. When Jesus... The word of God is in the home, in the heart. There is no temptation. There is nothing, absolutely, that can come our way and deceive us. And I remind you, the world is getting darker and darker every day. But here is the light. This is the light of the word. Jesus Christ. May you put him back where he belongs and may jesus reign in our homes and in our lives and may we be victorious today and be ready to say here am i O lord send me let us pray father thank you again for your word thank you for your promises are sure and i pray like zacchaeus that we may come down from off that branch where many of us are stuck and we cannot move come down to meet you come down and take you home with us for the entire week and entire life dear god and help us to be spiritual warriors who will stand up for the truth and who will say always thus says the lord and live by thus says the lord Forgive us for our sins. Father, there may be somebody here this morning who may be struggling. Struggling with something that only you know.
Father, I want to pray for that individual. That you may remind them that there is light and there is power and there is strength in your word. Power and strength in the blood of the Lamb. And that there may be, Father, today an opportunity for that person to step out and say, I am going to follow Jesus. I'm going to take him home with me. I'm going to take him home every day. And I'm going to live by what Jesus says. I pray in the loving name of Jesus Christ. Amen Amen. and amen. God bless you.